One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by the Estee Lauder Companies. Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn-Awardner, and in this episode, I'm joined by nutritional health coach, cookery writer, yoga instructor, well-being expert, and Origins ambassador, Madeline Shaw. Origins is the beauty brand that's likely to spring to mind when you think about products that look after you and the planet. They explore natural and plant-powered alternatives, use manufacturing processes that are kinder to the planet, and even have a worldwide tree planting initiative. In this episode, Madeline and I discuss healthy living, how to be more sustainable, and her passion for beauty, which led her to work and create Glowconut's moisture mask with Origins. From her favourite spot treatment to how she created her own product and some useful and really practical advice on how to live more sustainably, as well as her own origin story of how her career in wellness and well-being started. I'm delighted to have Madeline, who's been a long-time supporter of the podcast, on the show and hope you enjoy our chat. Here she is, Madeline Shaw on The Emma Gunn Show. Madeline Shaw, welcome to the show. Now, listeners, I'm sure you know who Madeline Shaw is, but... Just to put into context why she is such a great guest on this podcast and also a brilliant ambassador for Origins, who is who we are partnering with on this show, Madeline is a nutritional therapist, a cookery author, and you are an Origins ambassador. And I guess that does beg the question, you must have had so many brands come to you and say, please work with us, please work with us, because nutrition is very sexy, particularly on social media, and you are one of the biggest names on the platform doing it so what was it about origins that made it such a natural fit for you to become an ambassador probably because I've used them since I was 11 years old they were like the first skincare I ever bought out of my pocket money Um, I used to go down to the king's road with my mum and pick Mm -hmm. up (laughs) my cleansers and my spot cream and I think it was just the skincare that I was using Mm. I think I was first attracted to the brand because it really worked for my skin. Uh, And then because I became more interested in nutrition, I was more interested in the ingredients that they were using. Mm. And then as I've gotten older, I've become more interested in the planet and I love their kind of eco green ethos Mm. that they have. So I guess I've evolved as a person, but have continuously used them. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's very interesting. So what were the products that you used back in the day that worked and you mentioned spot uh, <laughs> spot solutions and so that really intrigues me i've consistently used the spot remover i've also consistently used checks and balances that was the cleanser i always use i think the smell of it mm-hmm. i loved so much i didn't have terrible skin as a teenager i did break out a bit but i wouldn't mm. say i ever had acne or anything more severe mm. um, but i just really started to enjoy using skincare mm-hmm. because it was fun it was easy it smelled really good the packaging looked really pretty mm. and one of my best friends really used it and i thought she was so cool so i had to have everything <laughs> she had i think it was one of those sorts of things um and then i guess as i've gotten older um 
more into kind of using SPF, so the ginseng tinted mm. SPF that I'll always use every day. Um, I use the ginseng range a lot. It's mm. also the ginseng eye cream. It's really good for when you've got tired eyes. <laughs> so I like to experiment. I mean, it's a huge range, mm. so I'm always kind of dipping in and out. When did you, the interest in nutrition begin in terms of, was it a straight uh, thing of, oh, I what I'm eating makes me feel better or look better was it to I remember doing parsley facials where I'd like rip up parsley (laughs) and pour boiling water on it and to for my acne and things like that what was the when did the interest in nutrition start and how did it then segue into being mindful of what ingredients were in the products you were putting on your skin So it's a long story. Um, It started when I first moved to Australia. I moved there when I was 18. I went to university there for four years. And while I was over there, I had really bad digestive problems. Um, I was diagnosed with IBS and I was trying to figure out what was causing it because nothing that I was doing at the time helped. And I think I thought I was eating a very healthy diet. What the magazines were telling me, low fat (laughs) everything, diet, drinks, everything. Right. And it just wasn't working for me. And I basically ended up eating in this cafe so much. They gave me a job. It was like an organic cafe in Bondi in Sydney. And it was very ahead of the time in terms of everything we're doing because we're looking at seven years ago and we were fermenting our own kefir. We were grating our own coconuts to make Christmas. coconut oil. We were, we, were, we were doing so many kind of crazy things. Uh, we were making our own energy balls mm. before you could kind of buy them in packets. And um, I learned so much about food and nutrition. And I had always kind of been trying to figure out what it was that I was going to do in life Mm -hmm. it was my biggest question that I'd ask myself and people around me every day what am I going to do as a career and even though this wasn't necessarily a specific career I was like I know I want to do something in food and health and I was posting pictures of what I was making um, in the cafe to Facebook and Mm -hmm. this girlfriend of mine said why don't you set up a food blog and I did and that was six and a half years ago and I guess it's all kind of come from there Mm. from self-passion that I went on to learn about nutrition and become a nutritional therapist and I don't know I think it's changed over time what I think health is and I guess skincare has come along with it Mm. so when I first started uh, eating well people would say oh you look you look much you look healthy, mm. you, you look like you're glowing. And I was like, that's a really nice phrase because I think for such a long time it had always been like, oh, you look skinny or lean. And mm. I was like, actually, no, why can't health be like promoting a different message rather than just about your body, but how you kind of look from the inside out. Mm. So I would set up these um, Get the Glow workshops around mm. London when I moved back. And I would just invite people down and I would spiralise a courgette, which again was revolutionary at the time. And people would be like, whoa, as it came out. And grate a cauliflower. Uh, the tickets sold out, of course. And, um, and these are all things that you'd learned over in Bondi. Exactly, okay. yeah. I'd really learned like, a lot. And also just from kind of online. And I think mm-hmm. there was a big movement towards like healthy eating yeah. being about a lifestyle, not about diet and deprivation. Mm-hmm. And less about counting calories and more about kind of getting more nutrients in and then I guess I became more interested in like what was in my food like reading the back of labels being like Mm. why have they added all these sorts of things in what is that doing to my body Mm. and again with skincare and learning more about how you absorb so much of what you put on your skin and then kind of trying to choose brands and products that I felt like I could 
not that I would eat them, but they were good, <laughs> good enough to eat. And so you'd already been using Origins for a while by then. Mm-hmm. So was it a case of you just started picking up what was in your bathroom cabinet and you were like, oh, actually, I, not only do I like how this performs on my skin and how it makes me look, but actually I feel really comfortable about the inky list. Exactly. I guess it was like a newfound love for it because mm. it was something that I was not interested in in my teenage years at all. It just wasn't really anything I thought about. So mm. I guess it just sort of made me more inclined to buy it and also look at my hair care and what I was putting on my body as a moisturizer and kind of everything. Mm. That's really interesting. I like the fact that it, sort of the passion that has now become your full-time career uh, stemmed from something that maybe, you know, you were saying about, um, I would say, what am I, what am I going to do with my life? What am I going to do with my life? And it was kind of always, always there. It was always staring at you a little bit. Yeah, it's true. And I think everyone says that if you look back at what you did mm. as a kid, it tells you what you'll do as a career because it's like your passions. And I used to make potions all the time in the bathtub <laughs> and put like different concoctions together. And I also loved baking as a kid, even though I'm not I'm massively into baking then, but those two together are kind of what I do now in, in a strange way. So I think it's always interesting to look back at what you did as a kid. Yes, I used to lock myself away in my bedroom and record a radio show. Well, there you go. That is pretty much what we're doing right now. Um, you look at your social media, you look at your website, you look at your books, and there's this very obvious, it's, it's happy, it's healthy, it's glowing. How does, how, does that, how does beauty fit into all of that for you? How much time do you give it? How do you incorporate it into your daily life? Ooh, um... I would say it's definitely part of the kind of pillars that I think of health. So I look at things in like what you eat, how you move, your mindset, and then kind of self-care, which I wrap up in beauty. Mm. Because I think that my favourite part, well, not maybe the most favourite, but one of my favourite parts of the day is like getting home, taking everything off, spending some time massaging like something into my skin Mm. and... I don't know, I think that that act of like self-care and looking after yourself or whether it's putting on your makeup in the morning, um, I don't know, I think it is this kind of act of self-love that I Mm. think is really lovely. So I do think it fits into it. Um, I think especially from an ingredients perspective as well of kind of using um, products that, you know, feed your skin Mm -hmm. like nutrition does is Mm -hmm. really important to me. And I think because the phrase of glow that I've used for such a long time, Mm. I don't think it can just be down to just what you eat. It has to be also looking after your skin as well. Mm. Um, You know, if you eat really well, but you still go to bed with your makeup on, you probably won't get the skin Mm. that you want. I always say it's a pincer movement. (laughs) It's like a pincer attack. You have to do it from the inside and the outside and then everything kind of works together what does in terms of natural beauty what mm-hmm. ki- what criteria does a natural beauty product have to have in order for you to feel comfortable with it um I think for me it's definitely being like paraben free and phytate free but I think also having the ethos of giving back as well so looking after the environment mm. that we live in 
like Origins tree planting mm -hmm. and the fact that, you know, you can recycle everything. You can even take products that aren't Origins back to the counters and they'll mm -hmm. recycle it. So I think that for me, that sort of ethos is really important because I think even now I have a little boy. I'm thinking, okay, it's not just about my world, it's about his world and mm -hmm. the future of it. And I think that companies and brands need to have that ethos as well mm. because we're obviously in a kind of weird time where we're understanding that like the way that we consume products um, has been a bit crazy and we need to kind of be looking after our environment mm. and recycling everything especially in the bathroom mm. I think sometimes we forget to recycle mm. in the bathroom and we just recycle like you know plastic that we've had in the kitchen mm. but we're kind of just throw everything in the bathroom into the bin have you had to make or have you um deliberately made big changes in how you recycle consume do you are you more mindful of like I won't buy that because it's in plastic I'll find something that's actually in a sustainable container have you had to is it quite a lot of hard work is what I'm trying to get to because <laughs> I know I've had this conversation with listeners before we all want to be more yes. responsible towards the environment but it's actually sometimes feels harder than we would like it to be no a hundred percent and I think I'm never going to be zero waste. Mm -hmm. I know there are some people out there doing it because I still do really love buying products. Mm -hmm. I think I'm just more conscious of being like, I'm going to use it until it finishes rather than kind of dumping it halfway and then getting something else. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll really take the time to like choose wisely with mm -hmm. my products that I have and use them to the end and then kind of recycle them. I think it's that conscious consumerism rather mm -hmm. than like buy, buy, buy all the yeah. time. Yeah. And... Um, you were one of the first people to co-create, speaking of products in the bathroom <laughs> that you used to the end, when you created Glow Co-Nuts, <laughs> try saying that quickly, with Origins. Um, how did that process come about? And it's one thing to really like a brand, but then to co-create a product with them is something completely different. Yeah, it's kind of mad that it's happened. Like, I still can't <laughs> believe that my name is on a product. Um, Origins and I have been working together for I think a year or so at the time because it's been a long-term partnership mm. we've been working together for years now and I guess the idea was floated and I said yes they said yes and we were like what should we do together and I think masks for me are something that Origins I think do the best mm. out of anyone um, and I do think that they're not only just skincare they're also that me time that relaxation that mindset mm. that downtime which I think is something that we're all lacking and we need more mm. of and I've been the biggest fan of coconuts <laughs> since I was 18 I used to crack coconuts open every day at the cafe with like a cleaver knife oh, wow. um, I drink coconuts I eat coconuts I put it all over my skin my hair like <laughs> I really much am a coconut um, and I think that I definitely wanted that to be part of the mask and I think it is incredibly moisturising mm. so that kind of was the foundation of it and then I went over to um, New York to the factory and worked alongside the team there all oh, the wow. scientists to actually create it get the texture right it was so cool. We even watched the line like of seeing it going in, working with the designers to choose the packaging and the name. Um, so it was very much from the beginning to the end. And yeah, and then it launched and it was such a success. Mm. And we've actually, it was just going to be a limited time last year, but we've um, brought it back out because there was such a high mm. demand. And 
it's fantastic. It's nothing better than seeing people say, oh my God, my skin's never looked better wearing mm. your mask and kind of hearing the stories of people, how they use it and how it's working for them. That is that is really desperately one of my dreams is to, <laughs> is to create a product from start oh. to finish and to go and actually hang out with the guys in the lab coats who know exactly what they're talking about. He can take yeah. me to science school and explain to me exactly how everything is working. Was it what you expected? Yes and no. Like, I think I didn't really know what to expect. Um, but I felt like I was so part of it from the beginning to the mm. end and, like, guided alongside it. And I guess it's given me so much more respect of how mm. a product gets created because I think probably in most people's head, they'll be like, oh, yeah, let's make a mask. And then, like, two days later, it's, like, there on the shelves, you know, mm. and you kind of see the hard work that goes into mm. it, not just from like what goes in the product but the marketing the mm. the understanding of the positioning um the photo shoots that go behind it mm. I mean we did a lot of funny shoots of me kind of applying a mask to my face <laughs> you know I had someone kind of like sweeping it across so it looked really sexy and you know all the team and the hard work that goes down to, to launching a product mm. I think you really respect kind of all the hard work and and so many people's talents mm. as well because you've got the scientist talent you've got the kind of designer you've got the PR you've got the marketing there's just so many different people that come to make mm. something happen um so that's been really cool and to work as part of a team because mm. I work by myself so much mm. it was nice to be part of something bigger than just me and in terms of just the basic like what's in the bottle mm -hmm. having been someone who was aware of inky lists Yes. Was it interesting then creating essentially your own and with this whole um, premise of it's got to be natural, I want it to be like this, I don't want it to be contain any nasties, mm. was it really interesting to see actually what it takes to create a product that is exactly how you want it? Mm. So we use lots of different types of coconut and to you know you just think oh just put some coconut in it and that will be it and be fine but just to understand like the layering and like how to mix it and the machines that they kind of mix mm. it together to like whip it mm. um yeah it is and and you totally get that making slightly more natural skincare is harder mm. um so I do think that it's amazing to have a team that goes that extra mile and kind of understands how to put it together to make mm. it work that's Again, I, what was it like when you picked up that first bottle? <laughs> was it a real, really surreal moment? A, a hundred percent. It's still like when I'm using it at home or like I just have it like in my bathroom like there, just like just kind of have a look at it. It's super cool. Like <laughs> it's kind of crazy and I will make sure that I have one for the rest of my life. I was going to say, is there one? <laughs> There'll be one you can't open. <laughs> exactly. Don't, don't, don't you dare touch it. Now, you obviously found products that you really liked and that really worked for you and you were very happy with the contents of their ingredients list. yes and then you fell pregnant yes. and I'm curious did any of that have to change during your pregnancy because skin does change it can be more reactive mm. the products that you were using or can sometimes not really be as good a fit so did you have to adapt your skincare when you were pregnant I did actually I got really quite bad breakouts at the beginning um around the first trimester I remember I actually came in for a meeting at Origins being like this is so embarrassing I'm like an ambassador for them and I've got spots all over my face <laughs> <laughs> like all over my chin it was a while ago um and um 
Yeah, so I had really bad breakouts. And I never had really bad breakouts. And I actually really feel for people doing that self-conscious time because I remember going to the cinema with my mum and being like everyone is staring at me because I have such bad skin Mm. and I think especially also because I kind of say like oh glow and like look at my Mm. skin and then I felt like I was walking around looking like terrible obviously in your eyes you always think you look worse Mm. than you do Mm. um so the things that really helped me with that is I had to strip things back a lot I think I was like using lots of different serums Mm. and lots of different moisturizers and I had to kind of make it a lot more simple Mm. um, and that really helped I think also you can't like fight with hormones when you're pregnant and there's sometimes not much you can do Mm. and I think as I got into my second trimester it did pass which Mm. was great um, I wouldn't say skincare changed that much for me because I was already using quite a lot of natural skincare. I think makeup probably changed a bit more for me. Um, just choosing slightly more natural products. I wasn't at the time really... It was funny. I was really invested in like natural skincare but not really invested in natural makeup. Mm. So I think that changed a lot mm-hmm. for me um, and started to kind of look more into that. Because mm-hmm. um, I do think probably pregnancy is a time where people start thinking a little Mm. bit more about what you use Mm. um i used to rub my stomach in lots of oil to prevent stretch marks which i don't have any so i think that was good but then i do think everyone's skin's different Mm. and some people are more prone to stretch marks than others so i don't know whether that (laughs) was the reason or not and i have one of those bellies that can stretch out to pregnancy and then stretch back in anyway like i all my family can do it we can all look pregnant and then pull our tummies back in. It's like a family trick. It's a party trick. <laughs> Christmas at the Shaw House. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I guess it did change. I think there was a slightly more conscious of, like, what's going on my body, um, pairing it back. But I don't think skincare changed that much. Mm-hmm. Um, probably since becoming a mum, it's a little bit more practical. Mm-hmm. And I would say morning skincare is really simple compared to evening I'll take a little bit more time Mm. because in the morning it might be that I'm getting shade to nursery or we're hanging out at home and I don't have that kind of like I stillness where like no one's around and I can just like focus on me um whereas in the evening I'll probably spend that little bit more time interesting and it does exactly as you said earlier it's the self-care element isn't it it's about using those products and those techniques that Mm. actually mean I deserve this five minutes. (laughs) Yeah, I deserve a little bit of a facial massage, even (laughs) if I'm doing it myself. Exactly. No, I I do think... So, yeah, I guess I think there's probably less time in the morning and more in the evening nowadays. Mm. And you mentioned the uh, initiatives that Origins do uh, in terms of being more sustainable. And so I know we've already touched on it a little bit, but I wondered if you had any real Mm. practical advice for people who want to be more... Uh, mindful about their consumption about their waste and about how to live a more sustainable life as in tips to kind of reduce Mm. um so I think food waste is definitely one that we should talk about I know we're mainly talking Mm. about beauty but uh food waste is the third biggest contributor to kind of greenhouse gases at the moment so it's I think it's China, then America, and then Mm. food waste. So it's a big, it's like a country of itself. Mm. And I think that's just like cooking in bulk and not kind of just making one meal, which uses a handful of spinach, and then the rest goes in the fridge, which goes off, and then you chuck in the bin. (laughs) Um, Having consistently over the week, like those meals which are called like 
like whatever's in my fridge meals which mm. is like where you chuck all those vegetables that were like half or a quarter <laughs> chop them up pop them in a pan with some miso paste chili ginger fry them up and then add some like rice noodles or something to make like a asian stir fry um and not being afraid to use that like slightly older avocado <laughs> that <laughs> is in the fridge um, using your freezer as well if something's starting to turn mm. like the avocado chop it up put it in the freezer really great to add to smoothies mm. um, so I think it's just being a little bit more aware in mm. the kitchen um, and then I think we've probably all got better at sort of taking a tote bag using a reusable mm. coffee cup and a water bottle I definitely think that those things are um much more out there and I think people mm. are taking pride in, in bringing those things and make a and make enough of a difference if we're all doing it a hundred percent and then something more recently I've got into is reusable nappies which isn't for everyone but 10 million nappies are thrown away a day in the UK and not many of them are biodegradable so mm. I've been switching to reusable nappies which is actually really fun and I want to get more into it because I do think it's a it's a subject that hasn't been really like talked about and I think mm. it is difficult like mums are very time poor the fact that you have to then wash them at the end of the day can be a bit of a pain um, but once you get into a system like anything like mm. a new skincare routine it becomes part of your life um, so those are the kind of changes that I'm making at the moment but I think it's just being more conscious mm. like uh, clothing as well like we're finding out more about kind of fast fashion and and how much clothing gets thrown away mm. so I think it's just being conscious every time you buy something consume something mm. think before you buy buy things that you're going to use to the end and you're going to wear tons and try and reduce your kind of rubbish in half if mm. not quarter or whatever it's interesting what you say about nappies as well because reusable nappies are a relatively in the scheme of things, recent phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm 41. I can't. I I can't remember what nappies were used <laughs> on me, but I have a feeling it was probably still in that era where yeah there weren't things like reusable packets of nappies around. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> very interesting. Um, skincare. You we've talked about skincare that makes your skin glow. You're all about the glow. Can you tell us what foods we should be incorporating into our diet to help get a glow as well? Because there are foods that can really uh, give your skin that lovely, healthy look? Yes. I think probably fats are one of the most important in terms of your skin. Which is so interesting because <laughs> right at the top you talked about low-fat diets and yes. we're really beginning to understand how um, that's not the greatest way forward, is it? A hundred percent. And fat is amazing because it, it makes you feel full. Like, if you eat a pot of Greek yogurt versus, like, a low fat one you're going to feel more satisfied from that and I think you know having lots of nuts and seeds oily fish um olive oil on your salads is really good so mm. any kind of vitamin e rich foods is really good for producing that glow that kind of sebum mm. on your skin so that can come from things like almonds so maybe just a handful of almonds as a snack um definitely like any kind of uh oily fish so salmon mackerel sardines mm. um are really good i think i love 
buying a pack of smoked mackerel. I just think it's like the best thing. It's instant. Like if you just need to add a little bit of protein onto your meal, it's there. You open the packet, you bring it out, you put it on your plate. Perfect. <laughs> um, and I always, I just think it's really delicious as well. I know not everyone probably does. Um, other things for your food is probably your greens, mm. just because they're like a vitamin powerhouse in terms of they've got magnesium, they've got vitamin K zinc um all those sorts of things so trying to get like two portions of green vegetables every single day on your plate Mm -hmm. um i think we've got to look at your digestive system as well i think we're learning so much more about how your digestive system kind of impacts everything from your immunity to your likelihood of disease but also the relationship with your skin because it's where it's absorbing Mm -hmm. all those nutrients so you might be eating the best like food in the world but if your body's not absorbing it then it's not really working so I think that's looking at like making sure you've not got any kind of potential intolerances to foods so anything that's potentially disturbing Mm. um, your digestive system looking at your stools like are they there's a really good chart called the Bristol stool chart Mm -hmm. and you want to be three to four so have a look at in your own time um, but not link will be in the show notes (laughs) Um, what else to eat for your skin so yeah definitely hydration I think is really important to be drinking two to three liters of water a day Mm -hmm. and whether and I think everyone knows it but it's like how do you get that into your life so whether that's buying a big bottle and having it on your desk whether that's setting a reminder on your phone Mm -hmm. whatever it is just to make sure that you're like accountable to to hitting Mm -hmm. those targets and do you eat your water as well (laughs) yes I think there are lots of amazing foods like kind of uh, cucumbers Mm. and and pretty much most veg that are quite high in water and Mm. fruit um so I definitely think that you can eat your water too yeah so so (laughs) to up it um will you be collaborating with origins again I hope so yes we're still working together at the moment and yeah I hope it will continue yeah, they've got lots of exciting products coming, a lot more work around planting trees and giving back to the planet mm. as well, which I'm really excited to be involved in. But yeah, I feel like Origins are evolving into a mm. new space in the beauty market that I'm really excited to see. And that's not just something you can get involved in. That's something that somebody listening to this could get involved in those initiatives, initiatives too, isn't it? A hundred percent. I think I love reading about brands and like, their ethoses and what they do and I think 100% people can get involved people can start planting trees can Mm. people can be more consciously recycling and be a part of this journey Mm. and I think it would be remiss of me we're at the end of our time together but it would be remiss of me not to ask you about the future of social media yeah you're one of the biggest names on social you have this incredible platform um it's rich with advice and all of your glow tips. <laughs> and I wondered what you thought the future of social media and influencers might be. Do you like the word influencer or do you hate it? I don't mind it, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I kind of I kind of get it mm. as, a, as a name. So I don't really mind um, what I'm called. Um, I see it definitely continuing to grow. I think that there is a huge amount of stress stress and pressure put on influencers so I think we'll see more people taking time off and having 
or having like a stricter schedule with their phones because mm. I think that being on your phone and being rated all day long mm. can be quite intense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that having people that people like tell stories about brands or products is so captivating and I don't think that that will change because I do mm. think it's very interesting. Um, I don't know whether it will be still here in five years. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I don't think we ever know. I plan three months in advance. So. Oh, do you? Goodness. <laughs> that, that's as far as I can see at the moment. That That's quite a long way in advance, though, oh, in really? such a fast-moving media landscape. <laughs> so I'm, I think that's really good. Oh, that's good. I thought you were going to say, oh, I have a 10-year plan. <laughs> No, there is no such thing <laughs> as a 10-year plan on my horizon in terms of... Oh, oh, maybe I should sit down and do that now. You've given me a thought. Okay. I will think about that. Thank you for spurring me on. And thank you for your time. It's been such no, a pleasure to chat to you. And um, I'm going to go and slather myself in coconuts. Yes. <laughs> All the links to Madeline will, of course, be in the show notes and, of course, to Origins and Gloconuts. Um, but for now, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. As ever, if you want to get in touch with the show, it couldn't be easier. Simply email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or you can always slide into my DMs on Twitter and Instagram where I am at Emma Guns. And if you want to have a chat with me and other listeners of the podcast, simply click the link in the show notes to the closed Facebook group and you can have all the conversations about all of the podcast topics there. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.